student. He's not a TA, he's not a student, and how the hell is he in the class, man? That's my question. He's like yeah, a friend. Security? He's a friend. All right, man. welcome back to the Shim and Shim podcast. <laughs> we miss you guys. Welcome back. We are, we are, do you guys know what episode number this is? 12. 14. Come on. 12. It's 12. And it is currently um, 12.47 a.m. Eastern this is time. the latest we filmed, I think. What are you talking about? We've definitely filmed way later than this. Why does it feel um, so late right now? It's because you're in bed. Yeah. So currently, Shin is in a is like all warm and cozy in his bed, wrapped in it, wrapped in his blanket. Um, very good chance. <laughs> <laughs> very good chance that uh, one of his AirPods uh, run out of battery uh, midway today. Um, but yeah, I mean. Before we get started, um, <laughs> I'm going to switch gears like really quick. <laughs> but uh, at the time of this recording, it's uh, September, not September, <laughs> January 25th. We're falling and, apart, guys. Yeah, and tomorrow is uh, January 26th, which marks uh, the one year mark of our dearly beloved Kobe Bryant's passing. Um, so real quick, we're going to do... Eight seconds of silence. Um, Shin recommended that we do eight minutes and 24 seconds, but you know, ain't nobody going to stick around for that. So we'll just do a quick eight seconds of silence and we'll continue with the pod. Um, but yeah, this one's for Kobe. Okay. That's eight seconds. Yeah, man. Uh, it's already been a year. Um, mm. You know, the last time I actually cried, like shed tears, was was a year ago. Which, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys felt the same way, but I've I never thought I would shed tears for someone I didn't know. But mm. yeah, <sighs> man. Do you guys? This is like one of those moments, you know. You know exactly where you were, kind of like when you heard the news. Um, I'm sure we were all at church, but for me, um, I remember specifically uh, Pastor Jacob. He was preaching that day, and then if Pastor Jacob listened to this, you know, I'm really sorry. But honestly, his sermon was really bad that day. Like his preaching was come on, man. He'll admit to it. No, he'll admit to it. He'll admit to it, and that's because uh, right before he went up, I think Tony like let him know like Kobe passed. Oh, and so Jacob went up with like a super heavy heart and like you know obviously he, he couldn't focus at all so he just basically kind of like read down his sheet and didn't really you know get to like perform yeah. to the max um and i could tell the whole sermon like dude that was thinking about kobe right now um and yeah. so was i and i was checking my phone in and out and like you know it was like everyone's tapping each other elbowing each other bro did you hear it's like yeah. bro i heard rick fox is in it Bro, like mm. I heard like like 10 people died, you know, all of these like random, you know, yeah. assumptions about what happened. But yeah, definitely a true shocker. Um, where were you guys when it happened? Yeah, we were both at church. Uh, we're at Buena Park High School. Um, I, I was sitting in the back because, um, yeah, just that's just where I usually sit. And then it could start telling like maybe like within the first couple minutes of the sermon, like, um, 
I first like got notifications, but like, you know, I'm trying to pay attention. So like, I just kind of ignored it, but then I'm in the back. So I see like everyone start to, I, I see screens, you know, and then I see a lot of the, the nudging and everything. And then, yeah, it was just kind of surreal to kind of like see that. And I mean, Tom, Tom shared it too. He was preaching that day and <laughs> like he, he'll, he thought, you know, like by the middle, like he got us. He thought he was like really like, you know, just going mm-hmm. in with the sermon just because like people look really sad and downcast. And then, um, yeah, like I remember like he went down and I kind of see Sam walk over to him kind of whisper in his ear. I think literally like Sam just like whisper like hey, Kobe died. And then like I think the bulb switched for like Tom. <laughs> and it was like, dang, like looking back, it's like crazy. But yeah, like even that day, I think subconsciously it got me like really like messed up too because you know when we were meeting in person um like i used to drive the trailer uh you know like because you know we're we were a mobile church so um by that time i had already like backed up and parked the trailer at our um trailer trailer park like good amount of times you know so i was used to it but that day was like the first day like i um, backed up into the the RV next to us in our spot and I think it was because it was like man I was just so like my mind was out of it you know wow yeah dude but yeah it was crazy but um I think I don't know this is just kind of like ranting now but I know um SBR which is uh, another pod that we love shouting from the back row mm-hmm. shout out to Joe and Cliff um they had an episode like not long after and yeah. that really kind of I, I I'd recommend everyone go take a listen to that again, mm-hmm. even a year year later to kind of see, you know, the impact um, that had. But yeah, Evan. Mm. yeah, um, like Shim, because we go to the same church, I was in the back, but on the opposite side. And I remember it very vividly because I was on the far back right um, mm. and I was next to uh, one of my friends, James, and then we both found out pretty early. Well, actually, no, Luda mess. I don't know how Luda found out, like, right away, but he messaged our group chat, and then I showed James. And then we started, we looked up, and then everyone started checking their phones one by one, and they are like, no way. Yeah. So, yeah, we were shook the entire service. Like, we didn't, I didn't even know what we talked about, what we did. I was just on my phone, like, holy crap, just reading everything. Yeah. And I remember, like... Once the benediction was over and we all went outside, chaos. Yeah. Mm. Everyone just talking about it, like what's going on. Like people were in shock. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I called my parents. And then I rem- remember we went to the source to eat lunch. And then on the ride to the source, I called my parents. I was like, oh my gosh, like you won't believe what happened. And I called my grandpa. Mm. Mm. Crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, um- I remember we came out of church that day and then we were going to eat Panda, I think Panda Express. And then I was in Isaac Smiley Shin's car and with Tony. And then we were on NPR radio and mm-hmm. then they were talking about it. And what's actually crazy is Isaac called in and then he actually got on the radio and then he shared oh, his wow. thoughts on Kobe. And I, I, we recorded it all on the phone and stuff. Wow. Um, but yeah, definitely that day, man. Like there was that day and the following day, there was something different like i'm not kidding like about the air like there was some weird like i don't know what it is like some weird spirit or like some aura like it just didn't feel like the day felt really really weird like Mm -hmm. 
even like other people they like looked you know obviously really down but like there was just this overwhelming like this thickness in the air that it was very like ominous and like very i don't know like very depressing and yeah that's when i knew like dude this guy was seriously like like the king of la you know like he was he was up there like that much up there in status and like meant so much to all of us you know and like yeah again he's a celebrity but like how deeply it impacted me and like everybody else i was just amazed by that obviously the next day i went to staples center to to look at uh all of the vigil stuff and yeah you know in six years of dating josephine right she's never seen me cry which is crazy uh, i don't cry very often but that's the day i broke <laughs> and i cried in front of josephine on that day so that's the first time she ever seen me cry is was at uh kobe's um little vigil thing at staples center and I, I wasn't even like like tearing up i like i legit like my arm my face was in my arms and i was like bawling mm. and um kind of embarrassing but uh hey, it's no not embarrassing shame, bro yeah no shame <laughs> yeah man all of us you know we we love kobe and his legacy will live forever the mamba mentality will live forever really like that term is gonna stick around mm. forever you know Dude, um, like the the book you know the mama mentality like it was out of stock for like months after yeah. you know everyone mm -hmm. clamoring for the gear and all that stuff too man it's, it's it's really crazy and like even now like to think about it, it's like whoa like he's gone you know and like recently like seeing you know like highlights again and i'm sure tomorrow there or not tomorrow um, when this episode goes out but actual one year anniversary it's gonna be crazy you know mm -hmm. Um, but dude, like one of the, the funny, funnier, like, uh, advertisements that like randomly I saw today that like really made me laugh was, um, the, the commercial with, uh, Jalen Rose where um, <laughs> the waiter yeah. asked like, um, uh, like, you know, how many olives would you like with that? And then Kobe says 81 and <laughs> man, like, you know, even in that stuff, it's kind of like, man, like that's so Kobe. Um, and I think Kevin, you said you would have 81 fun facts about, kobe bryant today right for our for our segment i did i don't know but man just talking about kobe for the last like 10 minutes um we we, we need to do that entire episode for him i think um yeah this is i'm uh it's getting a little emotional you know ah we love you kobe yeah we love you um, man I know we kind of started on a somber note, um, but last thing I want to say about Kobe is, or maybe if you guys want, you guys can share your thoughts too, but I think the biggest takeaway for me, I mean, aside from all the basketball, obviously all the championships and, you know, like, like besides the fact that he, he's literally the reason why I got into basketball, um, I think the biggest takeaway for me is, you know, like his, his story is kind of a story of, of redemption in, in my eyes, you know, like... Um, yeah. In basketball, you know, he came in as a rookie, kind of like pompous, arrogant, prideful. Uh, he tried to be just like Mike. He airballed all those threes at the end of the game. Um, but, you know, his career was redemption. In those moments, we looked down on him and was like, you know, scoffing at him. But later on, he redeemed those moments by becoming a five-time champion, you know, and uh, bringing those championships to L.A. But more, more why I'm more uh, impressed by his career is, you know, we see the the timeline of, of his relationship with his family, you know, like he obviously had that huge scandal um, in Denver mm. and, 
you know, a lot of people, you know, really knock him for that. And, you know, it's a, it's a pretty heavy topic and I, I think he deserves a lot of that. Um, but, you know, rather than taking that and, you know, just, I don't know, letting that weigh you down, like Kobe took that and redeemed it and became the best husband he can be and the best father he can be. And he made girl dad, uh, a trending yeah. thing and you know like that's what i love to see about kobe is you know we see him in the lowest of lows like literally in basketball and also in in his personal life but mm. uh like it really inspires me to see him redeem those low moments and and you know see him at the highest of highs as well you know so that's my biggest takeaway for kobe and i think that's truly the mamba mentality is you gotta you gotta make do with you know the crappy hand that you're dealt and you got to make do with um, and make the best out of it. And uh, I think Kobe has shown me that, you know, hmm. through everything that he has done in his life. So, yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, I mean, we talk about redemption, but we have to remind our listeners again, we're not a Christian podcast, but Hey, how does that not make you think, you know, about uh, a redemption of other sorts and, you know, like, I know this, this might be a little weird to say, but dude, I feel like Kobe would have been a, a great small group leader, like what I would give to you know, be be part of a small mm. group. Um, but obviously, we don't have ours today. Um, but man, we could go on and on about about um, Kobe Bryant, and I'm sure there's a, probably by the time the episode comes out, you know, like people will be sick of it already. But you know, I don't want to take time away from um, you know our our main discussion today, uh, mm-hmm. which is the the man of the hour. No, um, please take time. Take more time away, please. <laughs> uh, I wasn't talking about Kevin Chin. Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, man, I think um, I'm really looking forward to this uh, this episode. Yes. This, uh, so we'll we'll change gears here. Uh, you know, we just had to tribute that to Kobe because he means so much to us. But uh, yeah, we love you, Kobe, and um, we love you, Kobe. We'll remember you forever. Um, but yeah, you're right, Shim. Today we have another main character, um, the finale to our testimony series. Uh, but before we get there, uh, just want to quickly shout out some people or maybe one person. Yeah, I think um, all three of us, we have to shout out this one individual, Ooh. Mr. Charles. Woo! Um, hey. I think Ooh. Charles is the only... <laughs> Charles is the only one that has uh, made a group high message yeah. with, with all, all of us. Like, I think every time he listens, like, he updates us in real time of, like, comments on, like, stories yeah. and stuff. And, you know, that's that's special, you know. We don't really get that. I don't think any of us were expecting it to. But, hey, Charles, I uh, really appreciate the support, brother. Um, don't know if you'll guessed, but we appreciate the support, man. Yeah, dude. Charles, I, I hope Charles guessed one day. We have a lot of funny stories. Oh, yeah. um, especially in our time overseas. Um, so, yeah, man, we appreciate your support. Charles is a great guy, a loyal friend. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate the love, my friend. We got to have the entire 2K14 Philippines team as a guest one day and just see what the hell happened down there. It's just going to be like a decibel, like in red, just like everyone talking at once because that was a legendary team, Kevin. Let yeah. me tell you that. That team legendary was a mission team. in itself. Yeah. Shout out to Kaylin, man. You would never <laughs> listen to, to this pod, but the fact that we all came back alive... Is a blessing itself, so mission accomplished. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so thanks, Charles, for listening. Real talk. I mean, I, I said in the message, but, you know, knowing that you listen gives me hope that, you know, hey, maybe our pod is listenable. You know, like, it's it's not too bad. Like, some people enjoy it. And, you know, Charles is, uh, yeah, always lets us know, like, oh, this was really funny. That part was really funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, that keeps us going, man. So thank you, Charles. Um, hopefully one day we'll have you as a guest. Um, but, yeah, we're going to, without further ado, we're going to break some ice real quick. Um and we have some the icebreaker, you know, as as we have been doing, we're gonna keep it related to our main uh, character of the day, and that's Shin. Um, so mm. yeah, we're gonna do some breaking ice real quick. Uh, the first icebreaker question is, uh, what tickles Shin's heart? And I'm gonna assume that means what makes Shin happy, right? I, I am pretty like ticklish, so <laughs> yeah. What makes what makes me happy? I think. I think shout um, out a bunch of answers. Are we doing wrong answers only or <laughs> like ice cream? Ice cream makes, you know, oh, tickle Shin's heart. Um, Korean dramas, right? Mm. Uh, maybe I can't say her name, but um, her, she, she tickles <laughs> Kevin's heart. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> right. I don't know who, who her is, but I'm tickling. You know so. her is. Hey, <laughs> Um, what else does Shin really like? Or what makes him really happy? I think like short sermons, short sermons tickle. <laughs> That's true. Wait, That's why? Very true. No, you don't. It doesn't. No, I mean, I love sermons. So whether they're short or long, as long as it's Shin's, being preached. Shin's very no. Shin's very critical about sermons. He'll come out of sermons like after every GM's like, bro, that was way too long, or like, <laughs> like that was nice and short. You know, like it's one of those mm-hmm, answers. Mm-hmm, so, uh, yeah, short sermons for sure. Well, what tickles your what tickles your heart, Shin? Uh, North Face get... jackets. <laughs> oh no! Oversized North Face jackets. Come on, man! It's, it's chilly, man. What tickles my heart? Yeah, what tickles your heart? Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of things make me happy. Like, I don't. Know, I feel like I um get filled with joy easily. Would you guys say so? Like, it doesn't take much to make me happy, right? Like. Yeah. Strawberry and milk, yeah. some mm, ice cream, hot some chocolate, rolls, hot chocolate, cinnamon. Right. Um, you're very, like you're I, very low maintenance. You're not high low maintenance, maintenance at all. When I go into my car and then I'm like, oh, I had a little more gas than I thought. Yeah. Oh, low maintenance yes. blood, low maintenance but high blood pressure or blood high sugar blood. level. <laughs> you know, like Dude, I'm just, on, I'm thankful my car starts. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful it doesn't break down while I'm driving. Like. A lot of things bring me joy. A lot of things tickle my heart. So, um, awesome, oh, a good one is like when I find a nice coupon online or a nice deal. Um, do you use honey? I do, I do, but not really. Um, I use like a coupon a lot. Recently, I, I've been playing PS4, um, and there's like a PS part, like a PS party or a PSN network or whatever. It's like an annual fee you have to pay for, and mm-hmm. You know, I only paid, I was paying $10 a month because I thought I would only play for like two months and quit, but yeah. it's been a year. Um, and I found a deal on like a coupon for $30 for the entire year. That's unbelievable. I hopped on it right away. On, yeah, man. That's that awesome. tickles my heart. Like that made me so ticklish. Um, <laughs> were, were you giggling? I was giggling like maybe for five <laughs> minutes because I couldn't believe it. Like $30. Mm, that's like awesome. wow jeez man 
You know what tickles Shin's heart is uh is retreat cl- uh clothes, retreat shirts or sweaters. So more to his wardrobe that he can wear. Yeah, <laughs> why are you or, why are you flaming him? <laughs> shout out to our my new uh, Shim and Shin sweater that came in the mail the other day. <laughs> um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Hey, I Shin's, actually don't like uh, retreat clothes, man. Oh really? I was about to say you're one of the few guys, or one of the guys I know who wear mostly church provided clothes yeah i mean it's what's what's wrong with that you know it's free not free but i'm supporting the local church yes, Andrew, yes we, we don't have the budget for you know flashy clothes like you, yeah man. come on that's true shin shin even in college like he only wore like at home obviously like in the comfort of our home the same batman white tee. <laughs> like i, I had to cut up. it up eventually <laughs> Yeah, he only wore that like literally every single day. You know, I mean, you know, whatever. It's like kind of like pajamas, but you know, like sometimes you switch it up once in a while. You know, but you know, Dude, literally I only wore that. these Adidas shorts or boxers and the long. It's a huge like Batman tee. I know exactly what you're talking about. When it gets cold, I I put on my leggings. Yeah, those yeah, tights. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. I'm just, I'm just picturing that in my head right now. Oh it's man, tic- funny it's tickling my heart. There's a story okay, to that, but we don't have time for that, so we'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay, then um, the next question is on the other side of the spectrum. What shucks Shin's peas? Okay, let me what, just what? ask who who worded the questions like this? And what does what, shuck? What what? What be? What is shucking your peas, Shin? Um, that means like what gets you angry? Oh, <laughs> uh, what gets me feeling that some sort of actually? Way. I don't know if that's what it means, but uh, yeah, what what the what do you not like? What irks you? What what okay, annoys okay, you? Okay, okay. Dude, this is endless. I know this one's gonna be like. Wait, not many things piss me off. Uh, like people that are late for sure. Debatable, debatable. People that are late for sure shuck uh, Kevin's peas. That might okay. be the only thing, huh? No, no, shit. Right. Gets Andrew might know a lot because in college, he's seen mm-hmm. me get agitated. So, oh, commitment, commitment's a big one, right? Like for mm-hmm. small groups and stuff. Not saying you're small group right now, but like if people like bail and stuff okay um, yeah like melted ice cream Budanamia. oh dude Mel- oh my yeah. gosh melted hold on i have a quick story about that so on friday our our electricity went out for um oh. the entire day and then as soon as it came up i was like finally so i of course the first thing i do is go to the fr- freezer and i get my trader joe's ice cream like the small mini cones bite into that bro it like falls apart in my hand i'm like mm. dripping it everywhere i'm like Oh, dude, I was so sad. But continue. So that shucks your peas, huh? No, that your that's peas. not the main like, answer, though. Like when you send a DM, but then like it just just red, like just red, like no oh, response or those oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no, oh no. Where what else, Andrew? I mean, this is obvious, but like, I mean, because this makes everyone mad. But I think you really don't like uh, like disrespectful people, like especially younger younger kids. You know, like, uh, am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, do I um, disrespectful people or people who are like conceited? I'm not sure what pisses me off more. But it seems like you have a clear, like, answer, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You know what really makes me sad? When I make a group chat with friends and I realize there was already a group chat without me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, I just wanted to say happen- that. 
Has that happened to you, Kevin? Yeah, wait, wait, I'm trying to think of yeah. what you're alluding to right now. No, I'm just sure. I'm just. I'm sure there are times where you know I'm in a group chat, super happy, super excited, like, "Hey, man, let's make plans," and then boom, I realize, oh, plans were already made without me. So, Kevin, did did we do anything? Yeah, are you saying because me and no, I mean, started this podcast before? I mean, and then you know, like you guys made other podcasts and you know other commitments. No, we didn't. And, or I you know, didn't. I'm just here, like you know, sticking to our commitments and showing up on Monday at you know midnight Eastern time, ready to go, waiting for you guys. Oh, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. By the way, check out Secret Weapon. Check out Living uh, Living Room. Everyone, great pods. Uh, we fully support them. So yeah, what's next, guys? Is that it? All right, well, this is the last question, but what gets Shin down in the dumps? What makes you sad? Wait, wasn't that the same question? (laughs) You asked me specifically to ask you this question. What makes me me sad, dude? Um, Okay, this one, I do get sad when I see, like, old people. Mm, I was going to say that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that actually gets me. You know, people, like, get sad. They have a certain soft soft spots like dogs yeah. or like babies but mine are just like old people when i see them like shopping alone or like mm-hmm. carrying something heavy yeah. like my instinct is oh like i gotta help them mm-hmm. i just get super sad it's because you're close to your grandparents yeah yeah but i'm like and i know like other elderly people like a lot of them like live in like retirement homes yeah. or like you know nursing homes mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so yeah, it's 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 tough. It's sad for sure. I yeah, that like makes that. me sad. But yeah, that's too serious. So um, no, we want to get to know you, Kevin. Oh, you want to get to know me? You know what makes me sad, Shin? What about you? What? <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. And maybe we have to save this for the encouragement circle. But I want to see you get out there, man. I want to see you on the field. Mm. Where am I? Am I am I on the sidelines? You are on the Damn you're it, on the sideline. You're you're in the crowd. You're in the. Well, I didn't even make the team right yet. Now. No. Oh I shoot! I want to see you out there, man. I want to. I want to see you dating. Oh, <laughs> Andrew, I thought you were gonna say it makes you sad that um Shin doesn't post uh our oh, story. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that no, that gets me pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but I I think like I, I agree, post. man. Yeah, you posted secret weapon last week, man, but you didn't post. Do you know? No, it's because I post on the. On the Shin Machine podcast, I forget. I get them mixed up, the mm. Instagrams. But you know, yeah, sorry, know, whatever. But no, I agree with Andrew. Like, I want to see you on the field, bro. Like, field. like based on what I know from, um, you know, our time knowing yeah. each other and being friends. Like, oh my goodness! Like, I feel like I you would treat, field. like whoever is you end up with. I think you would treat her like so well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's make some moves, Shin. Come on, come on. All right. Bro. 2021 yeah and then we're just gonna get it right into it shin you know it's all about you today and uh, your testimony and we want to know more about you so um yeah just take us from the very beginning man what what was your childhood like you know where were you born um, yeah where did you grow up you know and uh you know like what was your surroundings yeah. like who did you of hang course, out of with course. All yeah that so all that stuff yeah i mean and i want to share stuff maybe that you guys are not familiar with either so it'll be fun for you yeah. guys yeah. So let's just get into it. Um, my name is Kevin Shin, everyone. I was born on September 7, 1995. I was born Ooh. at the local hospital in Murrieta, California. 92595. Um, 
Question: Wait. Is there only one hospital in Marietta? No, there's a lot of hospitals. All right, we're <laughs> a developed city. Um, I grew up um, an older brother who's five years older. Mom, mm-hmm. dad, grandma, grandpa. That was our house. Honestly, I have a lot of, I have a lot of fun childhood memories. So I'll highlight them in a bit. But, um, yeah, I was born and raised in a really small city. Um, unlike Andrew and and Shim, there weren't too many Koreans. But then again, I think you guys would be surprised at how many Koreans there are in this area. Hmm. Um, because in our area, there's like three Korean churches, had around like 200 people each. Um, hmm. Wow. Including like, of course, like the elders. Yeah. You know, kids and all that. So... I went but to, in Marietta, it's kind of yeah. like all the Koreans know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So I knew, like, you know all the Koreans. And I'm like an OG Marietta. So, like, I knew I knew, I knew, knew everyone. Um, like Byron Bay. Right. Pyeongwu. Of course I knew Byron Bay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Noel he, Park. Noel Park. Knew everyone. Um, but, yeah, so... I went to a small church, Murrieta Korean Presbyterian Church, um, also known as MKPC. Um, you know, similar to your guys' church, I bet, like a typical youth group. Um, you know, a lot of fooling around. Um, mm. The guys would, you know, wrestle each other, um, a lot play of Mark basketball, Martubaki. Mm. We broke, you know, <laughs> some walls before. Um yeah, basket. We played a lot of basketball, football, soccer. Um, but I think the part of my childhood I want to focus on. There's two parts. Oh, oh. I guess this is even when I was younger. A side note. So, because I lived with, lived with my grandparents at such an early age, my native language was Korean. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Or not? Because like when you're a baby, you're you know. Yeah. Even though my mom speaks fluent English, um, you know, because I lived with them, and then I also went to Korea a lot in my early, my early days. But um, so my parents were busy working, so my grandparents would be the ones that picked me up from like first grade, second grade, um, and then as I started getting older, I realized like, oh, like people around me speak English, so I would get embarrassed <laughs> that I only spoke Korean. And uh, my, my grandparents could only speak Korean when they picked me up. Mm. So I I would tell my grandparents, like, stay far away, and then I'll meet them there. And then because of because of this, I, like, forced myself to forget all my Korean and only speak English because Wait, I wanted how, to fit How in. old were you? Like, f- six years old. Seven, like, oh, I was super young. Yeah. Mm. So that's the kind of kid I was. Like, really, like, because, you know, Maria does mostly white people so you know i wanted to just belong fit in belong um so yeah that was that was that part Hmm. but i don't know there's no real order to this but i guess a just a story to sum up my childhood um this is a funny story actually um but you guys probably both know but because my dad did a lot of business in korea um, he would have a lot of friends who wanted to send their kids to America to study. Yeah. So I would always have different like fobs stay at my house. 
um, I literally had all different levels. So I had guy younger than me, <laughs> girl younger than me, guy my age, girl older than me, guy older than I literally had everything at one point in my mm. life. Um, I think this uh, contributed to um, why I I got along with fobs super easily because I had to live with them majority of my life. But but there's two fobs I want to focus on for the story. Um, <laughs> and the reason why is they play a huge part in how I grew up because mm. unlike other fobs, they lived with me for five years. Um, and they are six years older than me. So this is like when I was hitting puberty. So when I was in middle school and they were like seniors. So one is David Young and the other one is Soko Young. Um, so those are the two Soko Youngs Young. that are going to be in the story. So David Young was like a troublemaker. He like with smoke, um, watched a lot of porn. So like his laptops would get viruses. Um, <laughs> Just put him on blast. <laughs> he's never going to hear this. Like, and he was a fighter. Like this guy always got into fights. So I know like with David Young, like never piss him off. Mm. And then there's Soko Young. He was the oldest. Um, he was like really reserved, nice and quiet. He liked sports. So they both influenced me in different ways. Um, mm. And then there's my brother who's five years. So they're all around the same age. Mm. Well, anyways, um, so when I was in middle school, um, yeah, we have a lot of funny stories together growing up. Um, I think I shared about it before. Like they would beat me up all the time. Yeah. But this one, this one is maybe the most legendary story. Um, so, my small group leader was also at my house at this time. And he's also the same age as all the, all the other guys. So mm. they were playing FIFA um, or winning 11 at that time in my room. Yeah. yeah. Upstairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're playing upstairs. Um, so in that room, it was my small group leader. He's also the praise leader at our church. So he's like a, you know, a respectable figure in, our, in Marietta. Mm. So it was him and then the two youngs. And then me just being curious, um, like they're in my room. I want to, you know, hang out with them. So I'm trying to go in and then like the door is locked. But the thing is my, my door doesn't have a lock. So I'm like, what the hell? Like I'm just trying to push in. And then I realized that Soko Hyung is pushing it against me. So I'm like, oh, he's just trying to play games with me. So I'm like trying to run in. And then eventually I, I, I run in and then... I see blood all over my carpet. I was like, what the fudge? And then I just hear David Young cussing like crazy in Korean to my smog leader. And I look and then my smog leader just like leaking from the head. I was like, what the f But here's the part. So my mom's not home yet. And mm. and I know any moment she's she's gonna come home. So my first instinct is I get paper towels and I just scrub the hell out of my carpet. Cause I'm just trying to hide any evidence. Um and then, of course, how timing works. My mom comes in, and she's like, everyone, come get lunch. So they send me back downstairs to, of course, to, like, distract my mom. So I remember <laughs> she brought chicken nuggets, and mm. and I'm just eating by myself. And she's like, where's everyone? Um, and I'm, like, super nervous. I'm like, I can't let her go upstairs. And then, you know, when you're a kid and you're nervous, like, you just say, like, crazy stuff. So out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, don't go up. Don't go up. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, no, no they're going to come. And then she's like, what the hell? Like, What's wrong with you? And then it's like 10 minutes later, no one's coming down. So she's like, okay, I got to go up. 
I was like, oh, sh-. like it's game over. Um, because even though I play no part in this, we're all we're all screwed. Um, and anyone in that house at that time yeah. is screwed. So yeah. she goes up, she finds out, and then all hell breaks loose. She takes David Young to the next room, yelling at him. While my mm. small group leader needs to get stitches, So Young is cleaning up the rest of the blood, and then so <clears throat> we had church that weekend, and then I was um, instructed to say that um, my small group leader got stitches because of basketball. But then during praise, <laughs> I couldn't help but just I was like cracking up because I'm like, dude, everyone thinks he he got stitches from basketball, but it's because he legit got socked in my room while playing soccer. And I have to help, mm. you know, cover it up. So I bring up the story because um, I don't think many people grew up with like a lot of homestays at their house. Mm-hmm. So my life was, um, it was always a, it was always a, a mystery of what could happen. Um, I think this plays a factor as to why I naturally got along with older people um, mm. because my entire life I was just surrounded by them. Um, mm. It also taught me a lot about respect. Um which is something I'm big on. But another thing, so because I'm the youngest, my mom treated me like a like the daughter. So I I was the one that had to set up the table, like oh. bring out the chopsticks, bring out the panchan. So um Wait, that's not like a daughter thing exclusively, no? Like don't well, I mean all... like no. Like growing up, like usually like in just a stereotypical Korean household. She put makeup on you or what? N- no makeup. Like <laughs> no makeup. I would be the one making putting the pop into the the, the bowl. Um but I say this because without even knowing I was I was somehow trained to be like a robot. Like if one of the youngs had empty water cup, I would just naturally fill it up. <laughs> so so people think so when I eat with people and like I grab napkins for the table yeah, or I yeah, grab yeah, water. Yeah. Like people are like, dude, Kevin, you're so nice. But in reality, I'm not nice, you guys. I'm just a robot. <laughs> when I no, see an empty nice cup and humble. When I see a cup an empty cup, I'm programmed to just fill that cup with water. Um, <laughs> due to many many scars growing up. Um, Wait, who but, did you like better? David Young or Soko Young? Um so I actually so <laughs> I don't know if I should be saying this on the pod, but so of course um, David Hyung didn't do well in school, and So Young was, you know, a good student. Mm. So So Young went to UOP mm. in NorCal, and David Hyung went back to Korea. And you know, we will still keep in touch. And then it was time for them to go to the army. But mm. David Hyung, <laughs> so he, and like he always wanted to break the rules. Um, so what he did was he pretended to be like like crazy, because if you're like crazy. <laughs> then you get exempt from the army, but you got to be like, actually like, yeah. like medically, like, yeah. Yeah. Labeled like that's crazy, but that backfired. So he actually had to end up going anyways, but I heard he got into a lot of fights when he was in the army. So I think he got kicked out, but so I haven't wow. talked to him in a while, but our parents still in, keep in touch. Mm. Um, and then So Young actually lives in um, like diamond bar area. He has he's oh. married. He has kids now, so oh. yeah, and he still calls our family like on Christmas, New Year's. So mm. Dude, that's nice. so yeah, he, mm. no, he's he's honestly like an another older brother. Um, yeah, 
But yeah. Do, would you say like all the other homestays kind of felt like siblings or like just David and Soko Kyung? I mean, they were definitely the closest. So, dude, I've had like so many. So I had these two other guys. Um, and one of them was actually ranked top 10 in Korea at golf at that time. Cool. Yeah, dude, he got me like a $200 wallet when I was like 10 years old. But like, mm. they stayed the second longest, which was like over a year. But other than that, everyone was just like for like three months, two months. Mm. So, yeah, I don't keep in touch with any of them besides So Kyung. Do you have a crush on any of the, the girls? No, hell, wait, first of all, okay, like the two younger ones that stayed were like, at least like eight plus years apart from me. And then the older one, I don't actually really remember because I was like six years old. Um, mm. So I don't remember what her name was, but my parents just, you know, share stories. But mm. wait, then this is crazy because real quick, like your mom raised more than two kids, you know, yeah. which are her own, right. which is you and Brian. Right. Uh, she raised what? Like at, at a time, four kids at a time. Yeah. So, I, like when people say like oh how many people did you, like siblings did you have of course I only say one but I felt like I grew up with so many because yeah yeah especially because of Sokoyong Young and David Young like dude we would play like um cart rider together we would, we all lined up our computers <laughs> against one wall <laughs> we play um crazy arcade together yeah we would do FIFA tournaments um yeah so Dang. I can only imagine you as the youngest you probably got clowned on so much uh, beat up all the time had to do all the dirty work you have no idea man Kevin Uh, we're we're sorry we apologize for like if we do anything to trigger you know like feeling like that Um, but honestly like I I I enjoyed growing up that way so much that hmm. like even though I had to learn things the hard way like looking back it was so fun I feel like if I didn't have that, like, I would just be such a, like, whiny, like, high-maintenance mm-hmm. little punk. But because of yeah. them, like, you just learn certain social yeah, uh, skills that you wouldn't learn mm. with, you know, I guess. I don't know. But it was fun. But that that makes me um, a wonder because I, as I uh, said Byron's name, I remember... Uh-huh. Um, I forgot when it was, but when by when I found out Byron um was from like Temecula area uh-huh. too, I asked him like, Oh, then like do you know Kevin Shin? And he's like, Oh, uh-huh. Kevin, like, dude, like he was the man, like at church and stuff. Like, dude, Kevin was like the cool guy and all that stuff. And then um he's like, Yeah, but like what happened to him? You know, and his like Byron voice is <laughs> like, What what happened to him? And I was like, What do you mean, Byron? And like, was there a change, Kevin, that you felt like happened? Like between like high school and like college, and college? or were you I, I don't know different guy like, or oh, in high sure school so in so in high school um our we had four koreans um so mm. it was me my childhood best friend harold shout out if you're listening but you probably aren't and then two fobs um mm. henry and uh daniel so that was like my lunch crew like we stuck together because mm. like you know we're koreans four of us um, but then for those of you who, you know, find it hard to believe, I was also very studious in high school. Um, guess how many AP classes I took. Uh, so just give me a number. Nine. Nine. Give me a higher number. 
Well, um, eleven. All right, I take eleven. All right, so what? <laughs> all right, so you know when you when you're someone like me and taking eleven AP classes and not knowing what the hell you're doing, um, you gotta you gotta you gotta get help from the smart kids. So I was also um, I also found my place with like the smart kids, and at my school, the smart kids are the ASB students. Mm. Um, so I was also in that crowd. Um, but also I was on the tennis team. If you guys didn't know that, that's um, right. You were, but our Double tennis singles. team, um, our tennis team was for some reason, like there was these group of wrestlers that wanted to learn a new sport. This, this one, I was a freshman. So they all quit wrestling and they joined the tennis team. And these guys were like jocks. They were like the three best wrestlers at our, at our high school. I don't know why, but they just wanted to learn a new sport, so they tried out for tennis. And then they just learned it really fast. And then I got close to them, and they were like jocks, so they were popular. So, you know, I found my way with those guys. So in a weird way, I was like a loser, but I just knew a lot of people. Um, so that's why Byron maybe thinks so highly of me in high school. But I, I was not popular. Like, I just knew people. Um, and then in college... I, you know, finally found a place with just Koreans, um, my comfort zone. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. But would you say it's something like because you didn't have it much in your childhood, like growing up? I mean, granted, your home state, you know, people, mm-hmm. but like because you didn't have that in high school, you like naturally were like looking for it. So like college, it was easy to make that jump because like, yeah, I think, I, think for I always me, wanted like, it. Yeah, like for me, like in the middle of the week and stuff, like I didn't have that, but mm-hmm. like I had it in church, you know, so like it wasn't as big of a jump. But I wonder if like for you being in, in Murrieta, it's like because it's so much denser with like non-Koreans, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I think because like even in high school, like I always wish there was there were more Koreans um, at my school, but there wasn't. So when I... I already knew going into college that I would like probably befriend Koreans mostly, especially because I saw like my brother and when he went to college, he was like that and he had housemates. Uh, so I wanted to be like that. Um, I see. But um, yeah, uh, I was going to say something, but I forgot. What were we talking about again? Well, I have a question. Okay, go um, for it. Well, you talk about Soko Hyung and David Hyung, uh-huh. but... You actually have a real hero. I do have a real brother. Yeah. Brian. Uh-huh. And like, I mean, if you're okay with it, you know, what's your, what was your relationship like with him growing up? I think because they were all in the same bubble. Like there wasn't, they, he didn't really stand out compared to them. Um, but mm. we're five years apart. So like when I got into high school, he went to college and my brother went to UC Davis. So I, I never saw him. And then when he came to college, or when he when he finished college, he moved back. I went to UCR, so I think for like eight years we we didn't really see each other. Um, but then we, um, as soon as I graduated, I actually moved in with him in Torrance, and I think that's where that's like right. our relationship, you know, started. Like, I think as we got older, like I don't remember the last time we got in a fight because. Like, we know what pisses each other off. Um, but, like, we're not, like, the closest. But, 
yeah, like he gets me Christmas gifts, birthday gifts. Um, and then mm. I, I try to give him Christmas gifts, um, but I usually don't. I don't know, it's like a typical like older brother, Korean older brother, younger brother relationship, I guess. Like I think in some aspects of life, I think he was also, um, he was always, always more sociable than I was. Um, mm. And he's also a lot more um, like goal driven. So like, when he when I when he comes home and I'm like just like taking naps or like watching yeah. you know shows, he's like, "Hey, let's go work out." I'm like, "Eh, I'll pass." <laughs> and then he just goes by himself, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Hey, you want to go out?" I'm like, "Eh, I'll pass." Uh, <laughs> but it is very more like outdoorsy, yeah. and like active. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's more like he has a very like exploring personality. Yeah, yeah, like he like he just gets along with people better, like. I, I'm just I like to be alone um, when I'm at home or like, even when he met like my housemates like he was like you know he like wanted to get to know all of them yeah but like I don't really care who his friends are so yeah <laughs> why, why do different. you think that is Kevin like it's just naturally or like did something affect you know you know I think naturally I'm, I'm just to myself I don't know if, if you guys think I'm like that but like naturally I just you know I'm more reserved um and of course, when I get comfortable, I, I become a little bit more outgoing. But yeah, he's a lot more extroverted than I am. I don't mm. think there's anything that ever happened. Yeah. Oh, I will say this though: as a kid, because their our age gap was so far apart, so like of course those three would like go to Hagwon together, like they would hang out like late at night together. So uh, I I was always alone. So I would learn to play by myself. So uh, yeah, I remember as a kid. Um, the only thing I wanted from from my parents was a WWE championship belt because I would just run <laughs> around like pretend I'm wrestling people. Um, awesome. <laughs> that's how bored I was. Um, but yeah, I just I just enjoyed being by myself as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like to put it even more simply, like I feel like your brother's kind of more white, and you're very Korean. Yeah, yeah. He I is. know, like your tendencies, you know, like of yeah. uh, you know loving. Red Robin and chilies and stuff is very white of you, but no, he's even more white. <laughs> yeah, but deep down inside, you're kind of you have a your like, Korean blood is like kind of yeah. inevitable and very visible. But yeah, your brother is more white, and I think like very more open to like different cultures. And oh yeah, again, yeah. like he just I feel like he likes to explore a lot. I don't mean I don't even know him that well, but just off of his stories and stuff. Uh, but definitely, Shin, you're not a very I'm not an explorer, person. yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, kind of like to stick with what you know. Exactly. You like you like to stay comfortable, like you know. Yeah, Um, yeah. He like he has a lot of like non-Korean friends, and I only have Korean friends. Um, So I think that sums up our who we are, how different we are. All right. Well, uh, yes. So I guess we got a pretty good look at Shin's, you know, um, childhood and where he grew up. You know. Again, if, if you guys don't really have a picture in your head, it's uh, just think about like New Mexico. Uh, Maria what? is very similar to. <laughs> uh, Wait, who would picture New Mexico thing? though? Like, I honestly picture New Mexico. Like Breaking Bad. Yeah, like when you first told me you can't, you're from Marietta and I had no idea where that's from, I literally imagined like one one house on an empty street and I imagined that's where you live, like kind of like Farmville. But anyway... Um, 
that I feel like you do Farmville. kind of have a Farmville. you do have like a unique kind of um, childhood, I guess. Like, because you are from Marietta, and like you know, me and Shim, we kind of come from different, kind of more populated areas. Um, <laughs> but I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, all the Koreans know each other because you know there are so few Koreans, or there's a lot, but there's not. Like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And yeah, shit, you probably felt like you're the man because you know, out of the small amount of Koreans there, you you're the nice kid, and you, you're the cool kid also because you also always hung out with the youngs, you know. And um, that's true. I always got invited. I think just mm. having an older brother at church, like mm. you're always invited to like play basketball. Um, but then at my church, actually. A lot of us had older siblings, so we would always kind of roll together. The one thing about Marietta, though, is like when you when you grow up, like everyone moves out, like whether it's college or like you do your own thing. Like mm. now that I'm back home, like there's literally no one here. Um, mm. Everyone moves. Everyone moves after they graduate high school. Interesting. Um, so it's not like a place where people stay. Um, like you don't you don't grow your career down here, like everyone moves out. So, yeah. Now now that I'm older, um, like it's just like parents that are here, or like babies, mm-hmm. um, and the elderly. Yeah, I think Marina is a great place to kind of like get Settle old. Down. You know, like, oh yeah, right. Know. And like it's very peaceful, a lot of nature, uh, very slow pace down there. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's great. For like older people, for sure. Um, okay, well, yeah. Thanks for sharing, Shin. Uh, thanks for painting that picture for us. Um, like, what keeps popping up in my head is like, just how much <laughs> you must have been like punked around as the youngest of the group by like a lot too. You know, like five to six years. You know, like I imagine every time the ball went over the fence, Kevin go get the ball, <laughs> and it's you climbing the fence and getting the ball and stuff like that. But. Um, Oh man, anyway, so many yeah, funny we'll... memories. Uh um Shane, describe to us uh maybe like one moment of your life where you just felt like you were on top of the world. <laughs> top of the world. Yeah, what was like one of the best moments of your life? For me, I personally like get excited and happy really is real easily. Like there wasn't really a like one thing in my life that was above all the others like i just find a lot of times i'm just happy or excited but i think like my freshman year in college it was truly a time that i i had so much fun without any worries i would say like freshman and sophomore year actually um and for me like so when you grow up in marietta like going to la was like a a once like every three months like trip so I would like save up for trips to go to LA to get like Korean barbecue, to get popping su. Um, wow. So I think when I started college, like it was this freedom that I never kn- knew existed. Um, hmm. And th- I remember the way I compared it to you back then was it felt like every night, and this is this is gonna sound super sad and like I'm a loser, but every night it felt like a retreat to me. Like we would just hang out. And then we would sleep at like three o'clock and then wake up and get breakfast together. And then like, yeah. you're just always with people. And, and then for me, like it was so new. Um, I stopped calling my parents cause I was so excited. 
Um, I stopped going home. You forgot your roots, man. I forgot my roots. I actually did. Um, sold out. I stopped talking to a lot of my time. friends. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I don't. I guess that's pretty sad. But mm. I, I literally like I was like the definition of a kid who forgets his life back at home because college was so fun. <laughs> but literally, you no. Know, that's like, exactly how I describe my freshman year too. Like I remember laying in that bed, you know, with David right next to me, Alberto right underneath me, and I'm like, dude, this feels like retreat. And I couldn't believe, like, the first night we had to sleep there, I was like, I can't believe I'm going to be sleeping here for, like, a whole year, you know? So I, I definitely know what you mean by that. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, for me, I, I just, like, loved it. Like, I would get sad, like, on Fridays when, like, David, Andrew, Alberto had to go back to L.A. Because, like, mm. Danny would go back home. Sung would go back home. Um, so I'm like, oh, man, like, all my friends are, are gone. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I just loved. I loved the beginning of college, and then sophomore year when we moved in, like I was just so excited to just live in a house with guys. I remember um, we would go to McDonald's like every day. Um, we would play two K every day. I don't know, like just things like that brought me so much joy that was never experienced. Mm. You definitely forgot your roots and you definitely forgot your roommate too, freshman year, because you never hung out with him. You never <laughs> talked with him. Um, real quick, Shin's roommate, again, he's like the nicest guy ever. He, he I'm not kidding, he folded Shin's laundry for him <laughs> and left it on his bed. Like, and Shin never talked to this guy, never hung out with him. He was always out. He never even slept in his own room. He always came over and slept in our, our dorm. And so, shout outs to what's his name? Shout Chris? out to Chris, man. Um, I think you're in pharmacy school, so dude, hopefully that's going well. But yeah, um, <laughs> we we were actually high school friends, um, so we knew each oh, wait, other. Did you guys sign up together? Yeah, we signed up together. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. So, so he wasn't a random. So, and then mm. he was actually like in Casa Dansov. Um, so like he was always busy too, but I don't know why, but he just wanted to like do my laundry. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, all right, sure, why not? Like, I don't want to do it. So I would come back home like, at 3 a.m. And then he would, like, just my like laundry just folded on my bed. Um, but, yeah. yeah, um, and Yeah. I think it's pretty accurate to say I forgot my roots, which is kind of sad. But that's something I did realize as, I, as college progressed. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to mention... I mean, we always joke around like Shin changed, Shin changed a lot in college, but uh, yeah, maybe that it is a little bit true. But I mean, you know, understandably, like college and where you come from, you know, I think it's, yeah. it's night and day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like you're like literally in like Disneyland in college and you kind of came from like, you know, the desert. So uh, <laughs> no offense, you know, shit. I'm not, I'm not like trying to, you know, for you, you know, like, like you said, you went to LA th- once every three months. You know, but I was in LA eating Korean barbecue like every weekend. You know, so for you, definitely, it's a like a literally a whole new world. And um, yeah, even though it's Riverside, it was still a whole new world. Um, mm. But one fun fact, I remember this is how how much of a noob I was. But uh, so me and my friends, we went to LA. This is when I was in high school, and then we were trying to get boba. And then we don't know, like we don't know what like what's good. And then we find out we yelled boba. boba no, boba bear. Boba bear. Classic. And then I'm like, dude, this place is open like till one o'clock. Like, hell yeah. And I yeah. go, I'm like, what the f-? It's like smoky everywhere. Boba tastes like straight trash. 
and I was like, dude, where the <laughs> hell am I? But that was funny. And then, oh, this is another funniest thing. Um, completely off topic, but when I came to college, especially like Andrew and David, like all the other people, they would be like, dude, M Girl is so good. And then I was like, mm. and I never thought much, but then like I would hear M Girl so often. And in my head, M Girl is is known for, as Macaroni Girl. Um, <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, dude, like why the hell does everyone hype up Macaroni Girl? Like, there's chilies. Um, Texas Roadhouse, Applebee's, but but macaroni girl, like no one goes to macaroni girl. And then, um, so I'll be like, I remember I told someone like, dude, what's so good about macaroni girl? And then they're like, what? I was like, yeah, you guys always say you want to go to M Girl, and they're like, dude, M Girl is a Brazilian barbecue. I was like, uh, do you guys know what macaroni girl is? By the way, no, yeah, I don't even yeah. know what that is. There's uh, one in uh near me. Okay, that was just something I just thought of right now, but yeah, that's hilarious. I don't but even know show. what macaroni girl is. No, yeah, no, that it's kind of just like one of those. It's like, like a chain. Do you do you guys know what Caro's is? Caro's, yeah, no? yeah. No. It's kind of like that kind of vibe of like homey, like diner ish. Yeah, kind of, old you people know? go there. Like hometown old people. No, 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 no. It's like Denny's, but for old people. Mimi's Cafe. Mimi's Cafe. Uh, yeah, Mimi's. I know Mimi's Cafe. So it's kind. It's that kind of vibe, but ah, dude, that I see. that shows just the the difference of like where you came from and yeah. like you know like populated cities i guess shin's really a, a chonno like you know you see the movies like he's a country boy mm, yeah just a small town boy they had to introduce me to a lot of things when i went to college mm. so it was really like a whole new world for you like yeah. i'm sure it was like a new experience every day dude. that's like awesome. taco trucks like i remember like yes. when they introduced me to taco trucks mm. um Really, dude. Like, the only boba I knew was like took you to, Oreo slush. You when know, we took you to LA. You, you really like you came alive, huh? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were like, oh my god, you guys eat tacos. And like... Griffith Observatory. That was like our first LA trip together. <laughs> they introduced me to like all Jenny's, dudes? all dudes. Mm, mm. Um, Diddy Reese. I remember the first time when Diddy Reese. I was shook. I was like, dude, like yeah. four cookies for like two bucks, like unbelievable. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I've been yep. there. I know. Um, fudge, so many mm. fun memories. That's why I get excited. Oh, one last thing, I guess, before we move on. I get excited because in Marietta, there's literally nothing to do. So when people say, like, let's hang out, like, my worry is not, like, what we're going to do. Like, my worry is just setting a time and, like, just everyone showing up. For me, that's enough. But, like, mm. people, like, they want to, like, I don't know, like, do something. But I, I have so much fun just talking to people like yeah yeah so i guess that just shows how different you know like people in la i feel like they when they hang out they feel like they have to do something but for me like just talking is 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 enjoyable mm. so yeah random but that's what it's like growing up in maria that you don't expect to do things mm. You know what, Kevin? Just just like how random that was, we're all about having random encouragement times too, you know. And I think oh gosh, when I, it's too early when for I'm getting, that. Is it? It's never too early. But you know what? Like as you keep talking, I just realize like Kevin is just very pure. Like maybe when word. maybe well, when pure? it comes to like you know certain topics other you know like areas of your life maybe not as pure but just generally as a person i think kevin's very pure in that like 
I don't think you have any ulterior motive whenever we like talk or hang out or do stuff, you know, it's like, you're just there and like, you, you, you're really there just to enjoy like each other's company, enjoy the moment and just kind of like be present. And like, yeah, I realize that's like very hard to do. Cause like, I'll be honest, like for myself too, it's like, um, I'm kind of like that person you describe, like, oh, you know, we have to do something or like, you know, what's, what's in it for me and stuff. But I feel like for you, dude, like you just, you just care about your bros. You just care about, you know, people close to you and like, yeah, like that word pure keeps coming up. So dude, Kevin, it's don't cry, but man, like I really, really <laughs> admire that part of you, man. Oh man. I haven't heard that word in a long time, man. So <laughs> since uh true love waits, Stace. <laughs> But yeah, shout out to everyone who has a purity ring. Um, <laughs> How about a mood ring? <laughs> Why the hell is it turning green? What does that mean? Stupid. Um, All right, shall I move on? Yeah, I mean, real quick, you know, we talked about when you were on top of the world, but uh-huh. what's the moment you just, what are we, you were just getting kicked around and every time you got back up another douche just kicked you back down dang and i never got kicked by a douchebag i don't know i guess this also just translates like tough times huh in life Mm, yeah tough times tough times tough Uh, times is what makes you i'll let you guys decide um just give it to us man give it to you guys man fudge this is interesting because i feel like this time of my life i don't really share about often besides like anyone who kind of walk life with me after like a year after i graduated college so even andrew i'm pretty sure i, I never really shared with you but that's just because there was like never a setting but mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's kind of weird sharing it to a podcast where anyone can listen to you mm-hmm. yeah. um even though i don't really share with much people but I guess a, a sucky time in my life. Well, I guess everyone can sit back and relax and just listen to the story, huh? Grab go. your drinks. Um, so this story begins actually my my senior year of college. Um, and I remember this day very vividly. And and you guys let me know if I should, if we shouldn't share this because I don't, yeah. But anyways, um, this this was week nine in winter quarter of senior year on a Thursday. And then I remember, I remember like, you know, just sometimes in life, you remember these moments very vividly. So I remember I was on our orange couch and I woke up from a nap and then David is uh, playing 2K. And then I also get a phone call at that time. And this phone call is, I had a childhood friend of mine who passed away so I remember at that moment I was in shock partially because I just woke up from a nap and then to like you know someone just passed away but you know the way at that time I felt like I was programmed was you know I have KCM in a few hours you know got to get ready for that so um, you know and then throughout the night I was getting more details of what happened to that person but um I come to realize that this person actually committed suicide. Um, but, you know, I have KCM that night. Um, the next day I have college group. Then I have small group on the weekends and I have church. So 
despite knowing this, um, I felt this pressure that my life still needs to continue. So I go to KCM, I go to College Group. Um, I don't even remember if I shared with my small group at that time. Um, mm. But I know at that time I was just trying my best to to act normal because I didn't know what to do. And, and you know, this was a really unhealthy uh, unhealthy place to be, but that's where I thought I should, you know, this is how I thought I should be functioning. Um, and then, you know, as I get more confirmation of what happened, my um, initial reaction is I, I must, uh, like, the best way to, to forget about this is to, like, just move on. So, you know, life continues. And, I, and then, Andrew, you could chime in after, but I don't think I really, at that time, I don't think I really shared or, like, you know, ever, like, did anything to make you, like, be a, be concerned. Or I, I, that's what I thought. Um, and then, you know, I go sign up to our STSM, you know, KCM missions program. Um, but then I think, like, once I graduated and then after our mission trip, um, and I think just some things I learned through that trip, um, it it started to hit me of, of what went actually, what, of what actually went down. And, and then I think, and I don't know about if this is how everyone feels who've been in similar shoes, but when someone commits suicide, I think you can't help but think like, uh, if only I, you know, I could have done something about it or, you Hmm. know, like maybe if I reached out, could have prevented something um and then when you think you know that like how hard and sucky must have life been for someone at Fred at such a young age to make that decision so you know now these starts thoughts start flooding through my head um and then now I'm at a I'm at a pretty dangerous point because now I'm I'm done with school um I'm I'm living on my own with my brother. Um and then I think for me like it like when you address issues that have been lingering in your heart um like much later, I think it like you can't help like but it's going to start affecting your everyday life and and it's going to start leaking out. And I think that's what happened. Um I think at that point in my life, I began to qu- question like my identity because, you know, you get thoughts like, oh man, like this is your fault or, and then, you know, as a Christian, you, you begin to ask yourself like, how could I, someone who, you know, served so hard and went on mission trips, like, let this happen. Um, so I think internally I was fighting this battle of like, who am I? And like, what do I truly believe? Um, and I think this started to like destroy me inside. Um, but then again, because I was super unhealthy, I, I never really, never really shared it. Um, and then I think eventually the more it began to like eat me alive, I, I had to start telling people about it. 
Um, and then this is where we entered like my second year after graduation. And then I started sharing and then I, and then Shim was actually a part of that group where I shared with like our college, um, male staff. Um, and then I actually shared with like my small group at that time. And I think, um, the reason why that time was so hard was for me, like I realized like how fake of a person I was throughout my life. Um, and I think it was like a huge wake up call because at that point I told myself like, if, if I'm really going to believe this and, you know, if, if what I really believe is like my, if, if Christianity and, you know, this gospel message is what I truly believe, then there isn't more time for me to be like fake about it, I guess. So I think it, at that point, I, I told myself like, I'm not going to be fake about like, you know, what I believe or, or who I am. Um, because growing up, I would just be like a people pleaser. Um, I would pretend to be okay. Um, but where in reality, I would, you know, be avoiding all these issues. So I think that like year after postgrad was probably the most challenging time. Um, hmm. But in a weird way, if you look at my life, it probably seemed like the most normal, like any normal um, postgrad, like, you know, KCM kid. So I guess it just goes to show how scary life could be when you when you get so caught up with yourself and and you begin to um I don't know to not be open and and even though you realize there are issues you avoid it um yeah I just realized I was super fake and from that moment I you know I said either I I continue to be fake or I wake the hell up and I'm real about these issues and I'm real about my face so yeah, that was, that was a, a rough time. But hmm. I, I think I did learn a lot from that because although like I, I still have, you know, like a lot of questions and and things that I, I, I wonder about the past, I think um, over the years um, through people I've met and relationships, that, relationships I've built, I've, I think I, I'm slowly learning and healing and growing from that time. I would, I would say, Hmm. Hmm. but I don't know. I think that was, I I definitely didn't like script or like plan any of that. So it was all top of my head kind of. So I'm sure it, it may have not made sense. It's all good, man. We, we get deep and we get real. Like again, like I think it's healthy to, um, although, you know, it is a podcast in like public, you know, domain, but (laughs) You know, to share about it and talk about it too, you know. Um, I don't know, you might be more of an external processor too where you need the space and, you know. Um, it's for sure like a, a difficult thing and, you know, I can't empathize. But, I, you know, just being a spectator of like, you know, watching you go through it too when you were sharing, I know it was like, it. it's for sure like I feel like one of those, at least recently, like um, life-defining moments too that I could see where like it did change um, your approach to 
just like everything, like life. And, and like I saw that as you like shared it with our college staff guys and even with community group and everything. So, yeah. And, you know, as you shared too, like it's still something you're kind of like going through and processing and healing from. So, dude, appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. Dude, honestly, it's weird because like when I was thinking about what I would share for this this podcast, like I was telling myself it's a podcast, but at the same time, like, you know, we I want to provide like honest and raw content, even though like the people I that are listening are most people I you know that I know. So that part is kind of weird because this is not something I really share anyways. But I don't know in the in the slight chance that someone might be going through something similar. Yeah, that's what just made me say f it because. <laughs> Otherwise, like, if I share something else, like, am I really sharing the toughest time in my life? Mm. I don't know. So, mm. and the real. question was, what was the toughest time in my life, right? Not the second toughest. Well, Facts. it was actually when you got kicked around and some <laughs> douchebag well, kicked you back down. I never got kicked before, okay, so. <laughs> mm. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Shane. Yeah, I mean, I'll chime in now, but I think you mentioned to me when that happened, but I didn't know <clears throat> that it was such a big deal. I didn't know, like, were you close to this childhood friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't know. You told us, right? That, yeah, that, that so this happened. I, I remember David was there. Um, yeah. I, and I, I think you were there too because I just remember David was on his same chair playing 2K when I when I found out. But I think you were there. Then. Yeah, yeah. So I remember you telling me this, mm-hmm. but again, I didn't know it was such a big deal and I didn't even know, like, that would basically kind of eat at you for a whole year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually definitely glad that you did share it. I mean, not just cause you know, I want to know, but I mean, even for the pod, I think, you know, I mean, it is very weird to be vulnerable here where like a bunch of people can listen to you share things that are super personal, but for sure. I think that kind of story um, is beneficial for anyone listening who may be going through similar things for sure. And, you know, um, yeah, I mean, like, first thing that I want to say, of course, and I mean, like, there's no way you can put this on yourself, Shin. I'm sure you've, I don't know, you've probably already dealt with it in your heart already, but yeah, there's no way you can put that on yourself. And, you know, like, if you play the shoulda, woulda, coulda game, you know, literally anything yeah. is up for grabs. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, as much as I fall victim to that same mentality, you know, I assure you that that's for sure the same goes for you you know like we can't continue to that's an endless hole that's that's a rabbit hole of a thing to to do the shit or what i could a game so that's number one um but yeah i think again like shim said the word pure comes to mind again and you know like i think that's like the struggle you had really speaks to the kind of person you are because you know that the kind of thing can happen and like only a person like you would really be introspective about it and really question like how authentic you are as a believer as a friend and you know like you that's like the things you thought about and i think that speaks to how pure of a person you are how genuine of a person you are and i think that's one of your greatest characteristics is like you want to be you really want to be what you say you are and Mm. even to call yourself out as fake it it takes a real man to do that for sure and you know a lot of people will live like you know, like fake and they won't even realize it or they'll be too scared to f- confront that. But I think the fact that you did, you know, it shows that you really do care. Um, 
about the way that you live your life. So, you know, you have a lot of integrity in that. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, as I listen to you speak, I know, I think it got a little heavy and, um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it kind of sucks because like, you're not really a heavy person, you know, like you're always kind of lighthearted and everything does seem like, ev- like everything's okay with you. Every time I check up with you or I'm heavy or dude. with you, you know, <laughs> literally, you definitely look heavy. Um, <laughs> um, but for sure. Yeah. Like to see someone like you, who's always kind of lighthearted and skipping around or seems like nothing's really wrong, you know, to know that you were struggling with something like that opens up my eyes for sure. You never know what somebody's going through. You know, right. not everyone shares what, what's on their heart. So for our listeners, you know, check up on your friends. You never know mm. what they may be going through. Um, yeah, man. And maybe we just go straight into it, into our encouragement circle. Oh, you guys already did that though. Did. So I think <laughs> pure, remember pure. Yeah, let me, let me, let me finish it off then. You know, like Shin also is one of my closest friends. Um, Shin is definitely one of the most interesting guys that I know. Um, I think the whole dichotomy of being a country boy and then this uh, newly found Shin 2.0 of post-college, you know, it's, it's, it definitely makes him such an uh, intriguing and interesting person. Um, mm-hmm. Shin's really funny. Uh, you definitely see the the country roots in him every time talk to him or you know interact with him but uh yeah man just genuinely like the like really kind person you know like super chakan saram you know like that's that's one thing i could definitely say about Jin, and i can't say that at all about a lot of people mm. um pure as we mentioned and i think it's because you were really the magne of of your group but super serving you know like yeah as I was president, Shin was, I don't know how he didn't get selected the year previous for core. Uh, shout out to Josh Wayne. Come on, Josh. But, uh, shout out to Josh. <laughs> but definitely, I like one thing I knew for sure when I was president, I knew, I 100% knew, like even more than I knew that David would be, I knew that Shin's going to be on core because I knew nobody serves as, like, as much as Shin does. You know, like Shin will do all the dirty work, no complaints. Um, he will bite his tongue and do whatever it takes for GM to go on or for freshmen to be taken care of. Uh, and I know he will stay up all night if he has to make encouragement notes or bags or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like Shin's going to do everything and anything. Um, mm. No questions asked. And like, I'm not kidding. Like Shin really does have the most pure servant heart, I think out of a lot of people I know. So um, I truly admire that about Shin. Uh, Shin's, and I really admire that Shin's not really like um, a main character kind of guy. You know, he's he's very much like a supportive per, like role kind of guy. Wait a second. Um, <laughs> Wait, so who's the main person of this podcast then? No, you no, too, no, I'm just a sidekick? Huh? <laughs> You're probably the main character of this one though, for for sure. No, well, not yeah, this episode. Sure. I mean in general, guys. So I'm just an add-on, huh? No, no, no. You're like the main draw. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, for sure. Okay. Um, this is like, you know, Anyway, um, but there are a lot of people, you know, and like me, who really enjoy the spotlight and the limelight and like being in the center of attention. Um, I mean, who doesn't like that? But not Shin. Shin. 
Shin is definitely okay I with... I hate the light. I only like thing. darkness. <laughs> it's definitely not true. Shin, Shin's kind of grown to like the limelight a little bit. But uh, in general, you know, Shin kind of doesn't like... He doesn't seek attention. He doesn't seek approval. He doesn't seek, like, you know, like, fame or, I don't know, clout or whatever. Um, so I really appreciate that about Shin, too. You know, he's, uh, he's pure at heart in that way, too. Like, he will... Mm. If he has to support, he'll support, you know? And so I love that about him. And yeah, I love that he wears the same thing every time I see him. Um, That's what CEOs do, right? Four outfits. I'm a CEO mindset. I love love that once I got shoes for his birthday, like he hasn't bought new shoes in a long time you know like he's a very simple person and that way he's a very country boy like he's very very simple um still wear those shoes every day (laughs) and yeah man i just i just love this guy uh thank god my zoom turned off for a second because i don't want to say this with fudge but being emotional here um and yeah man like yeah, really appreciate this guy and really glad to have met him, you know, in college. And yeah, that's definitely one of the relationships I, I truly, truly cherish, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be my lifelong friend. And again, the sad, one of the saddest things is that she's not, she's not out there on the field, man. I just want to see him. I just want to see him score a touchdown, man. 2021, here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I know that was kind of long, but that's it for me. Fudge, man. I'm just getting a little emotional just hearing all that. Um, wow, like, should we do round two then? Such a troll. <laughs> no, really, though. I you think, want it? Like, like I said, this podcast, I think um, many times I treat it like a joke. Even now, like, I, I see this with my eyes closed laying down on my bed um, because I could fall asleep at any second. But I, I never knew how, in a way, it like, how good it could be for me. And mm-hmm. and then even like sharing, like of course I want to make our podcast funny, um, and I want to joke around, say stupid things. But I think I realize like people actually listen to this, and and the reality is like you know people are probably some people are probably going through crappy stuff, um, crappy situations. So you know many times we just you know. I think we just we just need to hear some encouraging words. I will end my I will end my last my my testimony with um one last word of encouragement to you two brothers and to uh, our fellow listeners. Um, mm. um, when I was in China, I remember our missionary. And sorry, we're not a Christian podcast, but everything <laughs> I say from this point on will be Christian. But um, I remember our missionary was sharing how he was um, at a temple and like not not for himself but like to just see what it was like and and as he saw these people like praying um his question that he thought of was um like this is so sad um but this is the reality but like who here like you know we see all these people in front of me um, praying to false gods, um, like God, who is going to be the one to help these guys. And that's when he realized like, you know, Oh, that's going to be him. It's the people, you know, 
these people that are in front of him um, are the people that he should be reaching out to. It's not going to be some random person, but he was there at that moment. And I think that stuck with me because I think many times uh, we see or we experience moments in life where we need to step up or we need to be there for someone. And I think um, a sign of maturity is is when you notice it, but you're also willing to step up and actually accomplish it and do it. Um, and and I, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I feel like a lot of times we're, we're af- afraid to do something because of failure um, or just because we don't think we're fit for it or, you know, someone else might do it. But, you know, I do want to say that um, there truly is no failure in obedience. And I think that is something that I'm learning. And I think that's one of my life mottos that if if I truly believe that I'm obeying the Lord, um, then failure will not be an option um, mm-hmm. because God is sovereign and he is good. So I know I may have just went zero to a hundred, but that is what I want to end this segment with mm. before we get into more jokes. Very well. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Thanks for Watch, sharing with let us. Let that soak in for a second. Let it soak in a few inches deep. Let I know I say in. this often, but like, dude, this is a really small group, man. And Andrew's man. like that guy that like has to go to the bathroom every like ten minutes because yeah, and I, I don't know like if I should share or if I should stop. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Shim's just like the holy guy that's just always listening and like shaking his head. Yeah, that's small group, man. But where the hell is the leader? Still <laughs> not here, hunt, man. Still looking. Where's Billy? <laughs> Dang. Oh, there, wait, what did you say? In obedience, there is no failure. That's so cute. Rewind that part one more next, time. That's our next shirt right there, dude. Dang. We do merch. That's awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing, Shin. Um today was quite uh the ups and downs of emotions today. Um, yeah. But it was really good. And I think it was really authentic. And so, you know, if this is maybe a little bit different from what we usually do, you know. I don't mind at all because, yeah. you know, it's an episode about Kevin Shin and this is who he is. You know, he's actually, he's actually, a, he's actually signing up for seminary. So um. uh, I will get rejected in a heartbeat. <laughs> no, Viola just wants your money, bro. Yeah. Well, I don't have money to give them. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for sharing all of that, Shin. You know, we went from your childhood to your deepest, darkest moments and you know, like for you preaching to us. So mm. really appreciate that. Uh, I hope our listeners got a good look and a deep dive into the crazy person that Shin is. Um, and it like same thing happened with, you know, Shim's testimony. And I think for mine, but like, yeah, the puzzle pieces are coming together mm. and we kind of see like, okay, that's kind of why Shin is that way and why he is such a, you know, this person or that person. So I uh, really appreciate this time. And like Shin mentioned, this really does feel like small group. And like Shin mentioned, I think for me too, like I treat this as a joke sometimes, but 
for real, actually, I think is really good for my soul. And it is a good time to like self-reflect. And I think that's one thing I want to mention to our listeners is like, like, you know, when I did my testimony episode, you know, like kind of to wrap up this testimony series, like I didn't really think about it. Like I was like, all right, whatever, I'll just do it. But I think as I was talking and as I was sharing, like it may not have meant much to the people listening or even to you guys, you know, like, but for me, like for some reason, like something kind of like stirred yeah. up in my heart. I'm like, dang, mm. what the heck? Like, yeah. these are things I didn't really think about or these mm. are things like I kind of left in the past. But like, as I brought it up again, I'm like, man, like those were real issues and those were real like factors of why I am the way I am. And mm. I think it's it's a really healthy practice. I mean, not to, not to dwell in the past, but to visit and just to kind of like, I don't know, put those pieces together. Um, so yeah, I advise um, our listeners to to do that with your friends. Um, and mm. it's honestly, it might be kind of awkward because, you know, maybe without this podcast, we would have never done so. But yeah. uh, as awkward as it is, I think it is healthy to, to do that. So Thanks. yeah, man, uh, our listeners go ahead and do that and go reassess yourself, reevaluate yourself and... Mm. Before before we go into break though, um, Kevin, can you can you say for us uh, that phrase in um, Mandarin that uh, you learned when you went on your mission trip? Oh, fudge! I, I actually truly forgot. Um, what did it mean at least? So it meant what I thought it meant was your your eyes sparkle <laughs> like the stars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think the way I was pronouncing it was I was like calling them a monkey. Um, and and this happened because um, when I was in China, um, we were like doing like some tourist activity, and there was like a really pretty um, lady like manning the front. Okay. And then I was like, and then someone told me, ah, I forgot. Maybe it was Jeremiah. I forgot who, but probably uh-huh. they told me like, oh, say this, and I said it. But the way I said it, oh my god, was like something about like a monkey. a monkey. But I mean, she was just laughing because she knew like you know yeah. I'm a fraud, so. Mm. my bad i should have asked you this before we did it but maybe um you know next week after the episode comes out you could upload a story or something you know maybe just me just saying it like 10 times over yeah. and over yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just calling all of our followers monkeys <laughs> all right so we're just gonna wrap up this time with uh you know some some random questions open q a with for shin and so shin man just just take the floor hey what are some random fun facts about yourself? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like to curl my toes. It's a habit I got from my mom. Um, it's like if you We're like when you're standing, or it's like when I'm laying down, I just curl it. Um, you don't cramp up? No, I don't cramp up. Um, <laughs> I I don't like watching uh, shows with other people. Um, that's mm. because I go at my own pace. So I actually pause a lot and I just like don't look and then I just you have to let it soak in. I let it soak in exactly. Sometimes way too much. Like I'm sometimes I'm letting nothing smoke soak in. Or like sometimes like yeah, like I just get up and then I just get water at like the most crucial times. Like that doesn't really bother me. Like at the climax I'll just pause it and I'll leave to get water. I'll come back and then just start from where I left off. Um uh some some guys that know me call me like a coupon um mm. and that's because um at a young ripe age of 19 um i began buying other people ice cream aka andrew and david at that time 
whenever they would say like a coupon. And, and there's a whole story to that, but basically I, I made them drive us to like a Cold Stone like 25 minutes away. I said, hey, I have a coupon, trust me, and it didn't work. And from that moment on, uh, whenever we went to an ice cream shop, they would just say like a coupon. And for some odd reason, I would feel obligated to pay for it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, me. so how that works is like we'll go eat. You know, we, we probably go out and eat like every day after class. And then we're like eat Chipotle and then we're done and we're walking to our cars. And then me and David will be like, Shin, uh, like a coupon today? <laughs> and then Shin, Shin wants ice cream too. So he's like, all right, let's yeah. do it. And then he'll buy us ice cream. I probably like, bought us a lot. Of yeah, ice cream. maybe like for like three months. Like maybe I spent like over sixteen months on just on just ice cream for them. <laughs> um, another fun. This is a weird fun fact, but when I was a kid, and this will also lead to why I, I, they bullied the hell out of me. But when I was a kid, I had a weird, weird habit where like if someone touched my left side, I would have to balance it out by touching my right side. So mm. I, I, when mm. I was young, my parents were really concerned because when my brother or the other youngs would like punch me. I would have to like kind of punch myself on the other side because otherwise my body oh. felt like uneven. Uh, What's wrong? Like when I accidentally like hit my shoulder against the wall, I would have to like touch yeah, my yeah, other yeah. side real quick. Dude, um, I, I I feel you. Like, you had not that? to that level. Uh-huh. I didn't have. I feel like it's it's like a precursor to OCD or something. Maybe like, you, I I know what you mean. Like like when you're walking, was did you have the same thing? Like when you're walking on the sidewalk, like if um like if I had to have the equal amount of steps in each like square, like kind of uh, like, no, not, it like wasn't that. really that. It was just like when someone, something touched me, like if I felt pain mm. or like some sort of like, yeah, like push or hit, mm. I would just have to touch the other side of that like body to Whoa, feel even. Weird. Yeah. Otherwise weird, I would dude. like, I would just like think of, of like, this happened a lot when I got punched. Um, like if I got punched on my left shoulder, I I would just put all my focus on like damn, like I just got punched right there. But if I would touch my other side, then I'd be like, okay, now even it's kind of even, yeah. So it's not a big deal. But my my do parents were really that? concerned. No, I don't. Okay. Um, yeah, do your cycle? What the heck is that? Do we I've never heard of that ever? Yeah. No. I, thinking about it, I was shook too. But I got over it because you know the Hyungs would make fun of me like tremendously, and then. And then my mom was actually worried, so I just forced myself to get mm-hmm. over it. And now, like, watch, watch. If listeners don't know, but I'm punching myself in the right shoulder. Like, yeah. you hear it, but yeah, left I, side, I nothing. So this is how you overcome fears, you guys. Um, get bullied. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, fun facts. You know, just keep shooting them out. Um, yeah, just, just I use my going. chopsticks crisscross. I learned. I learned that from my mom as oh well. My um, I love like soup, so I need like a jjigae or kuk with every dinner. Um, so shout out to my mom and Harmony just busting out kooks and jjigae every night. What's um, your favorite? Oh, fudge, kimchi, kimchi or denjang? Kimchi jjigae for sure out of those two, but I actually really like yuke jang. Like I clear that bowl. I clear it. Um, yuke jang. Okay. Um. Another fun fact, probably the best things I own in life were gifts from other people. Um, mm. Like my MacBook. Um, I would have never dared. I would just stuck with like a $200 Chromebook if it was up to me. But um, mm. like the shoe that Andrews got me, they were probably the best shoes I had in like 10 years. I'd, yeah, I'm cheap when it comes to myself for some reason. Mm. I don't buy. Yeah. 
You're pure, bro. No, I'm cheap. <laughs> um, just just keep spitting out random facts. Just keep going, Dude. like a motor. Just, just keep just going. Out, yeah, um, however much you can give us. Yeah, I love I love sleeping with one leg outside of my blanket. Um, mm. just keep shooting them out, right? Um, yeah, like yeah. I oh. Shane, also in college, every time you slept, like you you sleep with the blanket over your face a lot. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like it. Just needs to be dark. Um, just in so order for me to sleep, cover your eyes. Well, I mean, I never had a blindfold or like, what's that thing called? You had one, right? I think you had one. Eye mask. Yeah, eye yeah, mask. I just never had one. Um, just keep shooting facts, right? Um, <laughs> I if you're I, out, it's cool. Bro. Oh, I I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I hate like noise cancellation headphones, or yeah. I just I hate it when I can't hear the outside world. So I rarely plug in two earphones. I ne- I never in my life own like headphones. Um, mm. Maybe it's part of it. Is I just don't trust the world. Like when you're, when you're, when you can't hear anything, you're vulnerable mm. for you know thieves, animals just to destroy you, prey on you. So mm. um, I like to have Kevin, one ear open. Kevin, do you yeah. think it's maybe because you're scared of what what you'll hear inside? No, I hear myself a lot inside. Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know if there's a deeper issue, but I just, I just don't like it when I can't hear the the outside Mm. world. That's why I don't like it. I don't like like loud places. I don't like concerts. I don't like even sports arenas. Sometimes like Dodger Stadium is nice because it's outside, but like Staples Stadium, it like Mm. when it gets too loud, it's it's a little yeah Staples Center. It's just a little too rowdy for me. Um, just keep going, right? Keep shooting facts. Keep um, shooting, bro. Now I love going to Ross and Marshalls and TJ Maxx because of mm. you know guys like Andrew and David who introduced to me. Um, mm. I love smoothies, uh, like acai bowls. <laughs> That's one of my go-to mm. stuff, even though I don't really get it often. I just love it. Um, mm. I like baking, um, but here's a catch. Everything I bake is already pre-made. So I just pop it in the oven, <laughs> but people think I'm a baker. Um, just keep shooting facts. So right? no like, sourdough. No yeah, sour- have you done sourdough? Never. No sourdough. Oh, okay. I just do, um, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, yes. Pop the can yes. open. Pop those bad boys in my oven, and then boom. Just keep shooting facts. Still, like, just keep going. Like, it's been like 20 minutes. I feel like. <laughs> Maybe we should stop. Yeah. It's up to you, man. Up to you. Is that it? Um, as a kid, I had like a weird, weird obsession of collecting necklaces. So I actually still have that in my drawer. Um, Whoa. even though you I, wear I never wear neck, I wore it like to maybe like until like 12 years old, 13 years, mm. years old, just keep shooting facts or are we, are we wrapping this up? <laughs> I'm excited for our next, our next segment. Cause I feel like I've been talking for two hours now. So yeah, I have a question for you. Shane. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I, I really don't know. <laughs> when I wake up, I don't know who which shin I'm getting. Um, when I log into our podcast, I don't know which shin is going to be coming out. Yeah, because you, you have been logging in with different names every, every time. I do. Should I just keep going? Should, should I just keep going? Keep shooting out facts? Oh. Uh. All right, well, yeah, I'll wrap it up here. Um, again, thanks, Shin, for sharing. Uh, but now we're going to 
take a quick break for our let's last go segment. our first real ad break oh yeah Uh-oh. oh my god we'll be oh we'll listen to this ad. all right and we are back from our ad break uh our very first ad break um <laughs> And so we're going to go into our highs and lows, but since it's Shin's episode, we'll call it highs. I mean, we'll call it roses and thorns. Mm. Um, yeah. And actually, I'll start us off today. Um, my rose, it just happened, actually, is uh, is that we had an ad and we actually got sponsored by <laughs> I knew it. Wow. I knew it. <laughs> so, um, all right, listen, everyone. Everyone thinks that I'm in this for like money or something, but... <laughs> I'm in it just for the experience, okay? And like to know that uh, Anchor wants to sponsor us, it's just a great, you know, tremendous achievement for us, you know. And I, I'm not doing this for the money because honestly, I, I read this email and we're not going to get much, uh, <laughs> and we need a lot of <laughs> listenership to even get this about. But yeah. Um, yeah, man, thank you everyone for listening so far and for supporting us and i know we say it every week but dude we're on episode 12 going on 13 you know and like who thought who would have thought we would have been here making mm-hmm. ads mm-hmm. and recording episodes so yeah that's my high of the week is that anchor finally got back to me and i think somebody <laughs> something might have been wrong with the account actually but um after emailing them like yo is there something wrong with our sponsorship like they got back and anchor sent me an ad mm. approval thing so uh so we could have so had it for a long time smile. you think maybe actually oh my yeah. gosh all that money we missed out on yeah. how much do we get like one cent per view or listen um can, can we talk about that oh sorry sorry can, anchor. Could... please please don't please don't get mad please I, this is my first time doing a podcast i'm so sorry <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my rose. Um, Shin, what's your rose for this week? Yes, my rose. My rose actually happened um, two hours to prior to recording, but um, I got my parents a laptop um, because they Ooh, needed nice. something. Well, that's not the that's not the rose. Um, uh. Part of it. So I got them a laptop because they, you know, enjoy watching Korean dramas. So they want to hook it up to the TV. So the laptop came in today. But I was shook because it didn't even look like look like the one I ordered on Amazon. <laughs> like there was no HDMI port. I was like, "What the heck?" And like, hmm. you know, I wasn't pissed because Amazon has a great return policy. So I was like, oh, "I'll just get a new one." So I I just called them, um, and then got this super nice guy um, in the Philippines. Um, <laughs> oh, and his name was like Many? James or something. Ooh. Shout out to James. Kuya man. James. Kuya James. Kuya James. Um, so Queer James was actually like, you know, and I wasn't even mad. I was just like, hey, like, I just got a wrong laptop. And he was like, you know what? I'll just do a refund and you can keep it. And I was like, like what? Mm. Like, <laughs> I didn't even ask. I was like, I was down to return it because I was like, oh, is there like Amazon lets you return it at Kohl's and UPS. Right. Um, and the nearest UPS is like 20 minutes. So I was like, oh, like, mm. can I just look for a Kohl's? And he's like, oh, there actually isn't a Kohl's, but you know what? Just keep it and we'll refund the money. Wow. And I was like, oh, all right, sure, man. Like, thanks. So mm. shout out to Kuya James. Yeah, um, I think you just got Kuya James fired. <laughs> Kuya James, man. Well, if you come to America, I'll treat you out. And also shout it's out to James. Like a, or what? Yeah, there's probably a bunch of Kuya Jameses, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then shout out to James Lee, because I actually use his Amazon Prime account. So... Uh, without you, mm. this wouldn't be possible. So, I mm. probably owe you another meal for all your 
all the Amazon yeah, You're stuff. one of those, huh? Yeah. Because James is still a student, so. Um. <laughs> Dude, Prime is worth it, man. Even You're right. You know, like, I, I feel like I should I should make one. But at the same time, I'm so, like, I'm so lazy yeah. that I just, like, my card is saved on his account. Um, <laughs> I should make one, though, you're, right? It's so cheap. You're cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a dirty, cheap guy, guys. <laughs> nice, but you got a free laptop today. I did. It's awesome, man. Yeah, Happy so for you. We'll hit, we'll hit Chili soon, right? Hey. Wait, you don't you still owe us Chili's from the fantasy winnings? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll buy Chili's and dessert now. Like a coupon. Like a coupon. Like, a coupon. like that. I like that. And to our listeners. If if you're ever with me in person and you say like a coupon, and we are within ten yards of an ice cream shop, I may <laughs> potentially buy you a scoop. May. Oh, uh, why would you do that to yourself? Because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you're pure. Actually, no, I'm you're cheap, pure. so never mind. So screw you guys. <laughs> All right, Shim, your rose or thorn for the week? Uh, I guess you know, like a thorn slash rose oh, no. is. A, I'm start. No, 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 no. Oh. It's it's not anything bad. Um, I'm starting school this week, but I guess it's a thorn because like it's it's gonna be a lot of work, like just looking at the syllabus and stuff. But um, it's actually a rose because man, like six week break over the winter that felt like felt really good, but like it felt really long too. I think that's the longest break um since I started um seminary too. So really looking forward to it. Uh, shout out to Pastor Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. My Tuesdays are two classes with him. So, um, yeah, that's that's for the next 15 weeks. So looking forward to that. But, um, you know, Extra Rose is uh, um, I posted an article from TGC about this uh, coffee place in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's called Portrait Coffee. Um, and, you know, like it's black owned and like um, one of the one of the owners is a He's pretty big in the reformed world, but like his name is John Onyuchekwa and like they they're just doing really good stuff for their community. So I ordered a bag and like a hat and coffee's really good. Like nice. um I was surprised. So fairly priced and you know, good beans. So hey, if uh, any listener likes coffee, obviously go to Coffee Mco, but you know, check out a Portrait Coffee as well. But um Yeah, that was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So nice. Good coffee. Are you wearing the hat right now? Your studies that are coming. No, this is a LA Dodgers hat, oh. Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, I had my eyes closed. <laughs> uh, but the hat is right there. <laughs> this one right here, I'm pointing to. Uh, yeah, can't really see it, but yeah. yeah. Shout out to um, Portrait. Shout out to Emco. Just doing great work out there for for our city. So. Shout outs to Pastor Onyeka and uh, Pastor Ben, just all the pastors in Shim's life that are by mm-hmm. his side and don't leave him. Thomas, mm-hmm. Samuel, Steve, uh, Michael Young Sub, Michael Young Sub, uh, Tim Lee, <laughs> Andrew Kim. <laughs> uh, Jeez, all right, well, uh, this was a long recording. I have a lot of editing to do. Oh, so, but you know what? It was a very fruitful one, and mm. I don't regret a minute of this two-hour, seven-minute recording. So Not even a minute. Not even I regret hour. two hours of it. 
And like literally, Shin is like, I'm not kidding, literally laying down in his bed right now. <laughs> is that disrespectful, guys? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like disrespect anyone's time, but no, no I just want to no, be comfortable no, with really... you guys, you know? Yeah, this is the most relaxed like recording I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, thanks again for uh, for listening, guys. And uh, remember to like us or subscribe to us or follow us on Instagram and uh, leave us a review DM. on Apple Pods and, <laughs> and DM Shin. Wait, we, and... we please leave comments. I love reading the comments in our podcast. Yeah. All 20 yeah, of them. It's always fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have some um, exciting guests, I guess, oh, lined yeah. up for our next couple oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited to do those. And yeah, a lot of uh, big things coming. So, uh, so yeah, thanks everyone and uh, enjoy the outro music. See you next week. See you next week. See you next week, everyone. Adios. Adios.